What's going on, everybody? This is Heath, and I'm here with Steven. This is Tillman's Corner Sports Talk. I want to take a second to thank everybody for listening. Don't forget to follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and Spotify. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it. Great episode, Steven. What do we got? Yeah, shout out to my dad for helping set this up. We have Coach Ivy Williams. You might not recognize the name. He coached. He was a coach back in the day. Um, I believe he was a running back coach. Um, but we're going to find out for sure in a second when we interview him. Had a coach in the NFL, coached in college, coached at Bama a little bit. So we're going to pick his brain, find out for about some great players, kind of his insights as a coach. So let's get right to it. All right, we're here with Coach Ivy Williams, career coach. I believe it was a running back coach, wasn't it? Well, uh I've coached everything on offense. Oh, okay. So that we'll definitely love to pick your brain and get your insights on all that. So just real yeah, quick, I, did I, you uh did you play football growing up? <laughs> yeah, I played uh played in the state of Florida. Good deal. So what when you started coaching, what made you want to get into coaching? Well, that was a kinda, you know, that was the last thing I was thinking about when I went to college. Uh, you know, when I finished school uh, in uh, 1972, that is, uh, I had a job at Procter & Gamble in Cincinnati. And uh, it so happened that um, my coach, Dick Seltzer, who was the head coach, who's coaching a lot of pro teams, uh, Houston, you know, Detroit, uh, Cleveland, he uh, called me and said that uh, my position coach name was uh, moving back to Pennsylvania and that uh, he wanted to know would I be interested in coming back. And I had just graduated, and that was the thing that, you know, was concerning me a little bit. I said, well, no, Coach, I think, you know, you did you went out on the limb and you got me this job at Procter & Gamble, and I'm kind of liking it. And he said, well, you know, you, you – I need a favor. He said, you don't have to stay here. He said, but he's quitting. And at the time, you know, we everybody started because uh, in September after Labor Day. A little different now, you know. I would be glad to play, you know, starting in, in August and getting finished in uh, late uh, December. So everybody started in September right after Labor Day. He said, now, he had an emergency back in Elwood, Pennsylvania, that's where he was from. He said uh, his father passed and his mother was blind. So somebody had to go back there and he was the only kid. And I can understand him going and I can understand Coach letting him go. He said, well, just do it for the year and I'll let you out of it. I said, fine. I said, well, can you get me back at Procter & Gamble because you got me in. So he said, yes. So I go home, you know, I tell my wife Barbara to go home. We're going to try to get a little closer to Victory Park. Really. That's where the university is at. You know, we we living out in Sycamore. And so she said, now, how are you going to – she came up with this. She said, now, you just left there, and you finna go back and coach these guys. I said, yeah. She said, all the stuff you told me you did <laughs> after bed check leaving. Now, some of these guys was leaving with you. So what are you going to do now? 
And I had never thought of that. That was the toughest job I had for those eight months, going back and changing all of a sudden with those guys, screaming at them in practice, making them stay late to run, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, because I was one of the guys complaining and talking about it. And all of a sudden now <laughs> I'm asking them to do it. So, But that was a tough job for me my first year. I bet because you're going from being guys' friends and their teammates to you're, you're like their boss and you got to you, hey, you get I, on to I'm after, after After five months, you know, just leaving there, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that was a tough job. I can imagine. So we know you coached at Alabama. Tell us about your time coaching at for the Detroit Lions and then coaching for Alabama. Well, the thing about that, you know, like I said before, and I told most of the people, I, I've been fortunate to coach some really excellent players. You know, I, I came there with Billy Sims, and uh, I had him. Billy gets hurt. So we're looking for a guy. We move a guy from fullback to tailback by the name of James Jones, who's an excellent player, excellent player, big guy. Go from – uh, six foot, two hundred twelve pound guy to six three, two hundred thirty pound guy. You know, so get him, and so we're looking for another guy. And and I don't know if you ever heard of this guy, Wilbur Montgomery. He was at Philadelphia just cutting people up. So I get I get a chance to have him. So I get three great players my first year. You know, so guys don't usually get that. You know, yes sir. So I was really blessed when I started to have those kind of guys. To play for me. Now, when I was talking to my dad, you mentioned Billy Sims. He was saying that you told him, you mentioned that you thought if he didn't blow out his knee, he would have been one of the best all time. Really? Really? Because the things that he could do, you know, you, first of all, you know, when I, when I finally, you know, go through college and most of those guys, you know, you got to teach him to be physical to block. He loved blocking, you know, it was really easy for him. And he was a hard-nosed, kind of downhill kind of guy. But I really love, you know, being around him because he was ready to get to the sleds. You know, he could we could get the sled the first period. You know, we didn't have to do, you know, special teams where you give them a look team and they sitting around and playing. And then you go offense and then you go defense because of the personnel and the numbers that you have in the NFL. Right, and can you tell us about your time in Alabama? And then we got a question here. What makes some players so great, even if it's not their talent? Is it, you know, is it the vision? Is it their, you know, being a great leader? What makes players so well, great? Well, again, like I said, I had those three guys early. Then, I, you know, I, I go to Texas Tech. I have Bam Morris at Texas Tech. And then I come to Alabama, and, and, I, and I, have, I, have, I have Sherman – Williams, Dennis Riddle, and Sean Alexander. I have them all there. And and like you say, both of them, or all three of the guys did different things. Uh, the, the very best run that Sherman, well, I, I've seen Sherman do. You know, he probably did some before I got there. But we was playing Ole Miss uh, in uh, – we had the ball, I want to say the minus five, minus six, but it was in the minus territory coming out of our end zone. And uh, we threw him a swing pass. 
the guard falls down, the corner's there, and the inside linebacker's running for him. And I know, and I think, you know, the, the, the linebacker's going to knock the ball out, and they're going to scoop it up and score. And now that's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing all this happens. He breaks the one guy down with a head fake, and he runs right over the guy, and the free safety is coming for the third guy. He gained six yards, and it was – it was – should have been, like I said, tackle, fumble, in a, uh, a roll in the end zone, touchdown for Ole Miss, where we, we get six yards out of a play that was dead, you know. And then when you turn the film on Sunday, you say, well, what did you see first? And, you know, he, he just says, well, you know, I, I just was reacting to the defender, you know. <laughs> yeah, and you want to laugh, you can say, we, you know, we got seven backs here, and, and, and two, two of the seven men, might be able to do it, boy. He did it, you know. And uh, Shake was—he was a fine player. What What was it like coaching Sean Alexander? One of one to me, Sean Alexander. He he's an all time great. He could be a well. When you say it, 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 it was it was than people think. Uh, I want to say we we had just beat Albert in the Iron Bowl. In, in 94, and I fly up after the Iron Bowl, and they're playing in a championship, and I go see him at the school. Now, at the school is SC, Michigan, and me. And so they got – one got his brother – oh, I'm sorry, and Notre Dame. Couldn't, couldn't forget that because the Notre Dame guy had his brother with him. Okay. So the SC guy has his mom. And so me and the mission guy, it just it just stand there. I'm waiting on his dad to show up, Curtis, you know, because I'm a roadblock the guy or run interference because I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna have somebody because <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna talk to him. So I see Curtis coming. He don't see Curtis. So I tell him, I say, I'm going to the restroom. Be right back. I would be last straight to Curtis. I got Curtis, and I'm trying to find out, you know. Uh, how we look, what it looks like, you know, what is he saying? He, so, because Curtis already told me, he said, Coach, I want him to go south. He said, uh, if he goes to the University of Miami of Florida, which I'm trying to get him to visit, I'm coming to Bama. He said, I know he's going to go to Notre Dame for a visit because his brother's in the band. He said, and the guys from SC and Michigan are talking all that affirmation, you know, that tradition. Right. So, I tell, I tell, I tell Curtis. I said, Curtis, he's gonna be out back for the next three years. I said, none of them guys can tell you that. They gonna want to redshirt him. They ain't gonna tell him they're gonna redshirt him, but they will redshirt him. He said, Well, I figure if he visited, like the Hurricanes and you all, he'll love it, because as far as the south he's ever been was Louisville. I said, Well, I just wanted to be able to talk to him tonight. Let him know I, I'm here because I know they're going to win the game. And they do. They win the game. And uh, they're walking back with him. And he said, well, if you miss him, Coach, I'll have him call you in the morning. And so because I said, I know the SC guy is not going to let everybody have somebody. He hasn't talked to nobody for the last 20 minutes. And, you know, he's steady looking back here and looking at the – the Notre Dame, Notre Dame guy with his brother. And uh, so I turn him loose. 
And uh, like he did, you know, because I went to school in Cincinnati. I went to see some of my friends and trying to get him a you know job for the summer if we were to get it. So he did call, and we did talk. We had a you know great conversation about you know what we had did, how we finished the year, and where we're gonna you know go in the bowl situation. We didn't know at that time. Uh, we eventually played Ohio State, which was good because him being an Ohio kid, you know, he got a chance to to hear that. But they weren't even recruiting him, so that's why Michigan thought they had a steal. <laughs> But that was it. Uh, that's a <laughs> that's an awesome story about recruiting. So when you watch the game today and watch it like on TV, do you watch as a coach or do you watch as a fan? Like, so what I'm saying is, well, if you, you ask my you ask my you ask my wife, she would say I was still coaching <laughs> because you know I don't see defense. You know, I just worry about the the, the guy if he's getting off the ball, if he's running the right route, if he could have made two more yards, if they tackled him, if he could have broken the tackle, you know, that's what I see. Hey, come on, man. Pick up your feet. Don't go down that easy. Make him tackle you. You know, my granddaughter, hey, Gramps, he ain't coaching the backs. That's what she be telling me. Hey, we might, but, Bama might need you to be coaching the backs. <laughs> What um? So you said you coached I did every offense. Forty three years. Forty three. That's a long time. Forty three years. Do you miss coaching? I miss it in the right when it start, like getting ready now. <laughs> yeah. uh, I I miss it. You know. You don't miss all that recruiting in the off season stuff. No, <laughs> and I, I don't think I can recruit now. You know, the way they have to do it. You know, uh, if we, you know, they got to put them in the portal. If they're not playing, they're not practicing. They can go in the portal. See, when when I was, you know, coaching, and a and a young man got upset with you or didn't practice, you know, you either call him in, you talk to him, you call his family and, and explain the situation to him. You know, these guys just head to the airport or, or call a, a, a school, and then and then if there's no punishment, see, then you had a chance. The guy had to sit out, and the parents had to pay for them to go that first year on the transfer. Now they don't lose a year of eligibility or nothing. They come right in, you know, and, and being able to play. So so uh that that I don't understand it, but you know, they're doing it and getting away with it. And do you think that has made coaches less um I don't want to say less mean, but less like Hey, 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 hey. I can tell you we went up two years ago, three years ago, LSU game, me and him, and they wanted him to, you know, come by and, you know, stick his head in the in the offensive backfield uh, meeting. And the backfield coach now is the coach at uh, uh, Marshall now. So, because uh, he had a little East Coast connection, and he was uh, had, at some point in time had coached at Indiana. So Indiana, Ohio for Sean. So I I walk in with him, and uh, he introduces Sean. And I mean, there's 15 guys in there. Three guys' head come up. The other 11 or 12 was on their phones. My God. And Sean said to me, he said, Coach, how how long would that last with you? I said, it wouldn't last very long. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, so, so I, I would think coaching has changed now because if you upset a kid too much, they just whine and get yeah, in the portal and leave. I'm going to the airport. I'm calling so and so who who's recruit me at you or whatever, and I, I'm transferring there. I'm gonna go sit out. I mean, you're reading our mind with these questions because we had transfer portal, and then now I want to talk about the NIL. What are your thoughts on the NIL? And, like, you can look at it from a coaching perspective and just talk about how hard it is on these coaches to, you know, work around this NIL. It's very hard. You you, you got to understand now, everybody's doing it, you know. So you you competing, you know, with a guy's job or what what he's what he going to do is he going to market something. You know, he going to stand out and he, he going to, you know, talk about I want to be inside or I, w- I want a marketing job inside or I want to do something inside. And you you got to understand what what they are making, you know. Some of these guys, you know, I was read the other day when the running back from uh, Ole Miss just bought a Mercedes from, from Nick's Mercedes place in, in uh, Tuscaloosa. Yeah. Mercedes? Yeah, I read that too. I said, "Whoa! I didn't have a car in college till I came, became a senior." Yeah, no kidding. I'm a grown man. <laughs> Get my car to grade. It's ridiculous. God. But it, 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 it's stuff like that. But you know, he is a star player. So somehow I'm like, okay, he's getting paid. But for me, it's these high school kids that hadn't even done nothing in the college level getting these crazy $8 million deals. Like that kid that was supposed to be going to Florida, they offered him, what, $12 million? Like, that yeah, is he insane. didn't go. He went, he went, he, he's out in, in Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Like I said earlier, I, I, I could not recruit now. This is, you know, I could not do it. And how how much time did you spend recruiting? Like like I knew in the off season, is it like a seven day a week thing? You're constantly going from school to school. Yeah, uh, yeah. But see now, you know they got analysts that does that stuff now. See, we didn't have an analyst. You know they got analysts for every position up there, and that's what my my son's at Mississippi State. He's an analyst. He's a he's in charge of that kind of stuff. You know. Yeah, you you look in the booth when they you know when the games are being played and they show the people in the booth they're they got like thirty dudes stuffed in that little. I'm like, <laughs> yes. And then you, you know, look at the coach. Yeah. You look at the like the coaching book and they only have like ten guys. And I'm like, who are these? But they're all coaching analysts. So let's talk about yeah. my uncle Audie when he was talking to me and Stephen about getting you on. He was talking about how at church after every game he would stop you and or y'all would talk about the games. Tell us what you saw last – because me and Steven, we're diehard Alabama fans. Tell us what you well, saw last year. This, 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 is, this is the thing where, you know, I was, I was talking to a fellow coach today, you know, and because uh, he was asking me, you know, because you can't believe with all you hear. He was asking me about the quarterback situation. I said, well, it's one of two things. You know, I, the, the guy from Notre Dame did not transfer down here to sit on the bench. You got to understand that. You know, Melrose uh, – the kid played well enough against those down the line kind of guys, but then I'm hearing where, you know, they saying the guy from Notre Dame want to be able to run the football. Now, see, that's that's going going to take you back to when I was up there. You know, we we let you know, but but we had great defense. Right. You know, and them guys didn't let them get past the fifty yard line. So if you're going to do that and play it that way, you know. 
if you're going to bloody their nose and it's going to be a 60-minute game and everybody going to get dirty, you know, you got to be able to got to be able to stop them. Yeah, and you talk about the quarterback situation this year. Me and Stephen, we both hope it's Jalen Milrow. We think what he can do with his legs, the upside is tremendous. Do you have any – I know you used to coach Jairus, you know, a long time ago. Did you have any idea of where that quarterback battle is leading? Do you think it is the Notre Dame transfer? I think so. I, okay. I think it will be. I think he'll get a shot early. But I think if he falters any kind of way, turnovers, fumbles, you know, not executing – I think that guy going to be in there at a drop of a hat. But I, he's going to get the first shot at it. Can he hold it? Can he hold it? Okay, you, so you think Jalen you know, Milrow is going to get the first shot? Uh, and if He's, he's going to get the first shot. Yeah, if he screws up, then they're going to throw it. Okay, I, I, kinda, yeah, I, gonna, I, I, they, I agree. I agree. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I hope it does too. I think I, I have a soft spot for guys that wait their turn and that really work hard. Um, I like that too. I like that too. So I really you know, hope there's so many win. guys, you know – you got to remember, when you're in that living room, you you, you got to let him know, hey, we're counting on you. You're gonna play, you know. You know, uh, it, when I was up there, the big deal was being able to run out of that tunnel, the dress. You know, they don't worry about that now. <laughs> the, the, the second thing they would worry about is, do I have a number? He he didn't want to look over there. His number was twenty five, and it was five twenty five over there. <laughs> he, didn't, he didn't he didn't want that. I, and the third thing that you had to had to be have under control is who you gonna put in his room as a roommate. Those are the three things that stars wanted to be on the same page with the guy, you know. But now you know you know how much you know I'm gonna make of my NII. You know did did. Did this coach yell at me today? Is he mad with me? Did I get any? Did I get in the rotation? You know, that's what they worry about now. You know. So you you have just great stories. Can you just tell us one of your favorite all time stories? That if you're just talking to somebody, it's your go to story. Well, my go to story is, is uh, Coach Stallings. Uh. You know who our kicker was? I'm trying to think. Mike's last name. Michael Parker, number three uh, in 94. Uh, I think we might have been getting ready for Tennessee, but it was a big game. And see, it was a red, white, and blue fields that we, we practiced. Offense on one field, defense on one field, and the kickers on the, the blue field. So, you know, special teams are out there going. So I just get there. You know, I just get there. And I'm, you know, I came from, you know, Arizona State. We had Louis and Dayhouse, who was a great kicker for the, for the Cowboys. So I'm down there watching it. And uh, I see my guys coming out. So I run over to the far field and I call them all out. But I don't know, you know, I'm trying to impress my guys. You know, I got my, my drills all set up. But, you know, we got the schedule. And, I don't see in the corner where it says nobody's on the field until Coach Stallings is out there, you know. So, and now these other guys, they they standing back off the field, off the red field. You know, I see everybody on the red field, so I call my players and we get on the white field because that's what they told me. They say, hey, you can have those in, end zone out to the 20 you can, in either side. So I got them out there and we're going through steps. And I'm blowing my whistle. I'm running them back forth. And they ain't running out fast. I'm telling you. So 
So Stalin comes out, he got that red sweater, khakis, and a white shirt. That's all he ever wore. He says, hey, brother, who are that down that field? And all of my offensive guys are sitting there, they say, the new coach, coach, <laughs> he blows the whistle. Hey, man, I'm the only guy that gets on the field. Everybody's off the field till I get out of here. I say, the first day I get out of here, the man demands on my butt. The very first day. Yeah, so that's how it started. So he he wanted to be the first guy on the field? Hey, he is the first guy. He ain't nobody gets on the field that he gets out there. He got to jump across that line. He never steps on the lines now. You know, I had to learn that too. Oh, so he never That's stepped on the line. Everybody jumped across the lines now. Was that a superstitious thing for him? Yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So let's talk about your – what do you expect for this year's team? Do you think Alabama can make it back to the college football playoff and what needs to happen? Oh, yeah. I think they're going to be a lot better defensively. That's the thing. I think that's what's going to be the the thing that – that's going to be the big improvement that everybody's going to be talking about like they used to be talking about the last four or five years. You know, they're going to be great defensively. What do you think it was from last year that they lacked? Because, you know, they had Bryce coming well, back, who was a great it, player. The, 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 the only thing I, I saw that jumped out, you know, I didn't. I thought the secondary played well enough for them to be great. I didn't think they had any, any killers in D-line. You know, we've had guys that can't be blocked, the guys at the Washington Redskins, the guys at the Giants and the Jets. Yeah. Those guys couldn't be blocked, oh, you yeah. know. For sure. And they were blocking these guys, you know. And I, that was the thing that just stood out, at, you know. Yeah, you're, talk, you're talking about the interior guys because, like, on the outside you had, like, Will Anderson. But I, yeah, the I'm talking about stuff. the inside. Yeah. Because they were running away from Will, see. Yeah. They ran away from him. They stayed inside. Do you, is that a – I don't know. Is, is that something – is that coaching or is that just the guys, they just wasn't that good? I mean, not well, that they wasn't that good. They I, just, I, I, I think it's a little both. Okay. I think it's a little both because I think, again, we're talking that numbers. And when you're in that living room and you tell a guy, well, hey, I'm going to make sure you get 10 or 12 plays. Them guys remember that. Yeah. Them guys remember that. You said 10 or 12. You didn't say six or eight. You see what I'm saying? Yes, sir. You know, or four or five. You know, you're going to get 10 to 12 plays a game. So, you know, and I just think we rotated way too much inside. Agreed. You know. You think it has to do with guys not being happy and you being afraid that they may enter the transfer portal if they don't get any playing time? Well, well, I – well, <laughs> he he's – you see how many guys have been in there and went yeah. in? Yeah. <laughs> okay. They were 13 the last time I counted. See? Yeah. Yeah, it was up there. Yeah. So this has been a blast and it's been really fun talking to you. We're going to kind of wrap it, start wrapping it up here in a second. But just out of curiosity, who would you – between college, NFL, no matter you know what level – who is one of the, your most favorite players to coach and why? Well, my wife's always trying to figure that out. I I have a lot of guys that I, that play for me, like I said, and I really 
have never said this. I've I've always thought about it as good guys that I could count on. Like I still talk to most of the guys that I coached at Texas Tech and uh, Alabama, and even guys I coached at Arizona State. This year, not to get off your subject, is <laughs> that you know they had our 1982 uh, Sumbo team was on it. And uh, so they called me and I said, well, you know, it's a bad time. I said, you know, uh, my my granddaughter got a function. He said, coach, you the only coach on offense that's alive. I said, that's the only reason why I got to come because everybody's dead. They did something. That's the only reason why you want me to come because everybody's dead. He said, yeah, that too. <laughs> These guys out here want to see you in the West Coast. I said, okay. But, yeah, I did it. Yeah, it was good getting out there too, though. But, yeah, I was the only guy alive. You know, you know, Darrell Rogers was the head coach, but he ran the offense, you know, and then. Uh, he he passed, and our both line coaches and our receiver coach. But yeah, and it makes so bad. I was the young, young one of the youngest coaches out when I went out. I went from being the youngest to the oldest in the five <laughs> years I was there. Yeah. So this is the last question. In your opinion, who is the best? This this doesn't have to be who you who who you've coached or anything. Who is the best running back of all time? In your opinion, what college of pros. Let's go for that it. I've seen? Yeah, that you've seen, yeah. Oh, now, you know, I got to go way back. I got to go back to the, the original guy, the bad man, number 32, Jim Brown. That's the baddest guy. Okay. Okay, Jim Brown. The okay, baddest Jim, guy. What about modern? Yeah. What about a little more, oh, modern, more modern? Well, you know, see, I'm, see you got to remember, I'm an old school guy. <laughs> Gail says going to be the next. Then it's going to be sweetness. See, you know. That you know, you got you gotta you see I played when all those guys were were playing. You said, you know, you was trying to get me the, my best running back. You know, I you know I don't wanna tick none of them guys off, man. I do. I hey, I love Billy, I love Sean, I love Sherman, I love the I love Bam, you know, I love all them guys. I just I just wanted to be good people and they were. They were good people. They did. Yeah, they yeah. and I see, but I can tell you some story about Bam. I, I see it, it was Spike Spike Dykes. You had you was he was a little bit like Coach Stallings, but he he was he was a little tougher than Coach Stallings. Coach Stallings, you know, he had that growl, and you know, he scared most of those guys. But you know, Spike would get down their level, and, you know, and kid around with him. So, but I had to take uh, Bam was one of those guys that didn't like school. He wanted to play on Saturday, so I had to take him to class. I had to get him up in the morning and take him to class. So the grades wasn't changing, so I went to that 830 class teacher. I said, well, what do you need to do? (laughs) The lady said, Coach, all you need to do is stay here. He said, you ain't ain't down the hall. You ain't outside in your car before he's out the back door. (laughs) I said, why you ain't tell me? She said, hey, I'm not telling on him. <laughs> she said, hey, go outside and go to that back door. And I think we'll have the problem solving. That's what I did. He was walking out of that class and leaving when I left. So, but 
that's a different story for a different time. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Coach, man. That's he, good could, stuff. he could play, though. He could play. We have really, really enjoyed this interview. We will have to do it again. This is great, great stories. Hey, no problem. You, you get me to get the scuttlebutt on my guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we love the stories. It, it, it's awesome. I mean, we really appreciate it, Coach. Coach, hey, I no was, problem. I thank you. No, we thank you. We'll have to do it again. We really All enjoyed right, it. Sir. Yeah. Thank everybody, you so no much. Problem. We appreciate everybody for All listening. Right. We'll talk to you later. Thank you. We appreciate everybody for listening. Yeah. That's that's a coach freaking great interview. Coach Williams. Coach Ivy Williams. Yeah. Great guy. Great stories. We would definitely get him back on. That was that was a blast. But don't forget to follow us on TikTok. Instagram, Spotify. Make sure to send this to somebody. If you're listening, you're younger, send it to your parents. I'm sure they'll know who he is. Great stories, man. That, that was a great interview, Steve. Oh, yeah. I, I love that. Was that, was, that was fun. Uncle Audie, we appreciate that. But until next week, see, see ya. See ya.